Is now the time to cash out if you own a Toronto condo? Here is part two of my two-part podcast on this question. And in this episode, I'm going to look at how the masses think versus how the wealthy think. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. So that is uh, that is sort of some of the advice that I that I gave to uh, to this uh, gentleman who's thinking about this selling this uh, asset. I want to now just finish up with sort of this made me think about you know again it's something we talk about a lot in the podcast is different mentalities, different ways of thinking. If you want to be a successful real estate investor, follow those who've come before you. Follow those who've made great wealth and great fortunes in real estate. Study how they think. Study how they act understand how they approach life and business and investing um, and you're going to do well if you're following the masses if you're following the 95 percent of the population that have never made a dime in real estate well you can guess that your your results are going to be similar to theirs if you're following the you know the five percent of the population that um, are have been very successful at making money in real estate then you know your your path is probably going to mirror what theirs is so Let's look look at this uh, idea of how the masses think and how the wealthy think. So, and again, this is this is not anything to say about how this gentleman is thinking. I've never met this guy. I have no idea how he's thinking. Um, I'm sure he's uh, you know he's obviously made great decisions with uh, the two properties that he's he's got. Uh, so there's nothing nothing against uh, or to say anything any judgment about where his mind is at. I have no idea. But this just made me think of in a general sense of um, when we are thinking about investing in real estate, um, let's take a look at uh, how the masses think versus how the wealthy think. So when it comes to, to the, the masses, they're thinking, well, you know, I, I bought a property, I got lucky, and now it's time to cash out. How the wealthy con- contrasted, how the wealthy think about it is I bought a property you know, it's been good so far, but the longer that I hold this property, the luckier that I will get. The longer I hold the property, the luckier I will get. And basically understanding that over 10, 15, 20 years, um, when you have money invested in real estate, you're going to, you're, you're just going to do better and better. The longer that you hold it, the shorter term that you hold properties, the more likely that, um, you know, you may have some hits, you may have some misses, but you're not going to, you're not going to be accumulating wealth. The way to accumulate wealth is, is to, and the way to increase your chances of being quote unquote lucky with the market is just to stay in the market longer. The earlier you get into the market, the better. Um, and the longer that you're there, the the better you're going to do. Next point, how the masses think. Um, the biggest thing is the masses tend to try to time the market. Um, the, the thinking is, you know, trying to buy at a low and sell at a high, this kind of mentality. Um, whereas the wealthy uh, understand that it's impossible to time the market. And they're not, con- they're not concentrating on timing the market. They're concentrating on, again, being in the market for as long as possible. And not only that, they're concentrated on buying quality assets and holding them. So buy quality and hold. Buy quality and hold. Very simple formula. Not looking to just buy anything I can afford 
when I think it's low and sell anything that, you know, gives me a gain when I think it's high. That is not how the wealthy think. Um, the, again, more like how, how do the, the wealthy understand that selling is a very expensive proposition. Anytime you're selling an asset, there's a lot of transaction costs there versus holding that asset and, and continuing to grow the equity and using that equity as leverage uh, to invest in other areas as well. Um, and, you know, the wealthy, again, when, they're, when the wealthy sell something, they're only going to sell something if they have something better to invest into. So that's, again, a mistake I've seen so many people make over the past year especially is they've sold assets without having the plan, like what to do with that money. They've just sold it for the sake of selling. They sold it because they think they've timed the market. They think they've outsmarted the market and now is the time to sell. And in some cases, you know, you can do that. You can time the market and you can look like a rock star, but only if you do something else with that money. If your money just do you sell and your money's just sitting in your mattress uh, rotting because of inflation, it's actually decreasing every, uh, every day. Um, you're, you've got nothing. Um, you're, you should only sell an asset, if you have some other asset to put that money into, that's going to perform better. So if the market right now is performing, you know, is, is increasing at 30% a year downtown condos, um, do you have some other investment that's going to be been going up uh, at 30% a year? Probably not. Um, so again, why, why would you sell from that perspective? Um, the masses think the worst is yet to come. Just that sort of... Um, more pessimistic perspective on life and on investing. The wealthy tend to think the best is yet to come. Um, the masses are thinking, what if, what if the market crashes? And the wealthy are thinking, what if the market actually doubles again? Especially in times like this, when you know everyone is screaming at you that the market is going to crash, that th that uh, it's 1989 all over again. Um, and it could, it could very well be, I mean, we, we could be, uh, in the verge of some major catastrophe that, uh, that I and, and, and no one else has been able to predict. But, um, if I'm a betting man, I would say that's, that's most likely not going to happen due to, due to the fundamental, uh, strengths of the market and the supply and demand equation in the market. But, um, again, the wealthy are thinking, uh, you know, when everyone else is zigging, they're zagging. Like when, when, when someone's saying, what if, what if the market is, is about to crash, the wealthy are thinking, what if the market is going to double again? Um, what if it's going to triple again? And, and the, the underlying understanding is that it will, it's, it is a 100% guaranteed reality that the market will double, triple, quadruple from where it is today. It's just a matter of time. And so the long, again, goes back to the longer that you're in the market, the luckier that you get, the better that you look, the smarter that you look. Um, you know, another great example, look at, uh, look at M city development, uh, there in Mississauga that is, is, uh, selling right now and, and is, has done very, very well. Uh, no surprise there. Um, but the, the point of the story is just to, you know, the Rogers uh, family bought that piece of land there for, you know, in the 1950s or something, 1960 or something for like, 
some ridiculous, laughable number, I don't know, $60,000 or $100,000 for this massive piece of land, which is now going to be built out into 10 condo buildings. I'm guessing, you know, 5,000, 6,000 uh, <clears throat> condo units are going to be built on this piece of land that costs, you know, like $100,000. But again, that was 40, 50 years ago. That is the kind of perspective, you know, and you think about wealth, you think about, you know, the Rogers family, the, the billions of, of, of dollars of wealth that they personally have and have created for, for many, many people. Um, that is a great example of how, of this, of what I'm talking about. The longer that you're in the market, the luckier that you get. Um, and they've they've had that property for 40, 50 years, whatever it is, 60 years, maybe. I don't even know. It's, it's a very long time, decades. And now, uh, you know, the return on, on that initial investment is just going to be absolutely off the charts, uh, immeasurable. Um, and that's, imagine they had have sold that off, you know, in the 70s or in the 80s or even in the 90s when, you know, everyone was telling them this land is worthless, this land will never be, do anything. If they had to listen to those people, um, you know, they never would have had this opportunity now to, uh, again, to build 6,000 condos and, and, you know, you can imagine the numbers they're going to get on that. Okay, uh, that is uh, that is the end of this podcast. That's what I wanted to get across to you today. Hopefully you found that useful, and uh, hopefully that will help you as you are building your real estate portfolio and just training your mind and, and training yourself how to think about the market and investing and, um, and how to uh, truly build wealth as, as a real estate investor in the condo market. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. And uh, if you did, go ahead and share it with somebody that you know who could use it. And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.